the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. One of the most amusing things about a baptism is when it gets time to ask the godparents questions. So during every baptism, if you guys have been to a baptism, you know that the priest looks at the godparents and he starts asking them questions uh, so they could respond on behalf of the child. Because obviously if the priest can't ask the child, they won't be able to respond. But the reason why that's so amusing is when I mentioned to them, look guys, I'm gonna ask you guys questions and you have to respond. And you know, you see this look of distress, like what's he gonna ask me right now, you know? About the 10 commandments, seven sacraments, even though they should know them obviously, but uh, they get stunned about that, about that question of uh, responding. And then obviously it becomes a yes or no uh, question and then we move on throughout the baptism. And Baptism, unfortunately, has become a sacrament that uh, has been watered down uh, because we sometimes take it as something like a formality. You know, it's just another baptism. We don't, we don't see the gravity of a baptism like we should because a baptism is something that, it's a sacrament that's huge, especially in the Chaldean church. The Chaldean liturgy puts a lot of emphasis in baptism. And when we dilute this gravity of Baptism, we kind of forget what comes with baptism. So we know, okay, this person is baptized, he becomes a son or daughter of God, and they're baptized within the Catholic Church, they officially become Catholics, they enter into the church, so on and so forth. Okay, these are sort of fundamental understandings of what baptism is, but there's something much deeper that happens to a human person, and that happens to each and every one of us when we were baptized. When we were baptized, we became, we became sons and daughters of God, but we also were given an opportunity to become like Christ. And the church teaches us that when we're baptized, we share in Jesus's priesthood and his kingship and his prophecy, his prophetic powers. I'm not gonna go into all three of those, but I wanna concentrate on the prophecy because what does it mean that when we're baptized, we become like Christ in the sense of we share in his prophecy, we share this prophetic power because that could kind of be confusing, right? When we think of prophets, we think of Jeremiah, we think of Isaiah, we think of Ezekiel, we think of all these prophets of old. But you and I, you know, here we are living our daily lives, going throughout our responsibilities, work, school, whatever we have going on. What does it mean for me to be a prophet? And how could I live that out in my life? Because that's a really big point Jesus makes in this gospel today. And Jesus, he's very aggressive in this sort of warning that he gives us in this gospel today. And the reason is, is because if we lose this idea of understanding what it means for us to share in Jesus's prophecy, we lose out on a lot, that, a lot of fruit that God gives us. So Jesus gives this warning, beware, okay? Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Now, Jesus, when he gives this warning about beware of false prophets, one thing we need to do before sort of pointing the finger at other people and saying, okay, who's the false prophet around me in sheep's clothing? Because we've, I'm sure, heard this term before, wolves in sheep's clothing. But before we point a finger at who might be the false prophet in our lives, I think Jesus wants us to look at ourselves first, especially during this time of Lent. Lent is all about reflection. And when we reflect on our lives, we sort of come to an understanding through the grace of God, because it's His grace that reveals 
uh, our vices, our bad habits to our own selves. But if we look at our own selves and think about what are we doing with this prophetic power that God has given us? What are we doing with this big responsibility that God gave us at the time of baptism? Because sometimes when we're given power, we misuse it. We're fallen, sinful human beings. And we sometimes don't know how to use the good things that God gives us. And this power of prophecy that God gives us is our, responsibi it's our responsibility to ask ourselves. Because what's a prophet? A prophet is a messenger of the truth. A prophet is someone that communicates the truth of God to others. And a big question that lies in today's gospel is asking ourselves, what message are we giving to the people around us? As baptized Christians, as sharers of the prophecy of Jesus, what is the message that we bring forth to our families? What do people see in us when they interact with us, whether it's you know, within our household, whether it's at work, whether it's th throughout our day-to-day -day duties? What is this message that we are communicating to the people around us? And the answer to that question has to do with who Jesus is talking about at the end of this gospel that I read. So keep that in mind really quick. So then Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. Not anyone who begs me at that time will enter the kingdom of heaven. Not anyone who starts bragging about all of these great works. Did we not cast out demons in your name? Did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not do all of these mighty works in your name? Not anyone who starts, you know, coming up with all of these good and charitable things that we did in our lives, Jesus says, can enter the kingdom of heaven. And then Jesus responds again. You, you could see how serious Jesus is. He says, and I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you evildoers. And for Jesus to use this type of language, I think has to do with what he created us to be and how we should use this power of prophecy that he has given us. Because if we sort of go back to Genesis, we can see how even Adam was given this responsibility, but he did not know how to fulfill it. He was given this responsibility of sharing in God's prophecy, kingship, and priesthood. And Adam fell because of sin. And Jesus came to renew that. And he came to show us what it truly means to communicate the truth to this world. And just as Jesus repeated in this gospel, you will know them by their fruits. A good way for all of us. Maybe, you know, we aren't communicating. We aren't being good messengers. We aren't being uh, these authentic messengers of the truth. When Jesus says you will know them by their fruits, okay, today's a time of reflection. Today's a time of renewal to think about how much more truth we could communicate to the people around us. How much more authentic could we communicate the truth of God to people around us? And in order to communicate the truth of God, we must first know what the truth of God is. Because sometimes we get that sort of mixed up with our own you know, personal beliefs about things. No one wants to hear our own personal beliefs or opinions about the truth of God. No one wants to know where we stand personally and in our own opinion of what the church teaches. But what God calls each and every one of us to do is to communicate what the church teaches, what the church has given us, and what God has left us through, through scripture and any oral transmission that he has left us.
Amen.